Welcome to Sweet Silver Song, the podcast telling stories about Liverpool Football Club, our favourite team. My name is Mark Kerr, I am a tour guide at Anfield and uh, I also am a lifelong Liverpool supporter. Uh, However, these podcasts are not connected with Liverpool Football Club, they are totally independent. Our topic today is one of the finest team performances in our history. It was the league match against Nottingham Forest at Anfield on the 13th of April 1988. You can watch a video of the whole match uh, by following the link on the podcast page of our website, sweetsilversong.co.uk. We have two guests today, John Green, who is a fellow tour guide at Anfield. John was for a long time an organiser of the supporters club. Um, but he has uh, been a season ticket holder at Anfield for many a long year. And uh, also Lee Burkett, uh, he was our sponsor, for which we thank him. Another uh, long-time supporter and season ticket holder. Um, in Lee's case, he was only a child when he watched this game, uh, but it, he remembers it specifically because, well, he'll tell you why uh, shortly. But we are recording this uh, episode in the Sandon Hotel, This is the birthplace of our club. It was here that the club was um, founded, uh, having previously been the, um, said as the head offices uh, for Everton. Of course, Everton left Anfield and uh, left behind an empty stadium and John Holding founded Liverpool to uh, take advantage of the empty stadium. So, uh, was the first game you went to uh, without your dad, this uh, I believe, Lee, and uh, quite a, quite a game, wasn't it? Because uh, Liverpool against Forest had been they always been pretty close games, hadn't they, up until this game? Uh, if you remember, we played them in the semi final just beforehand. Uh, yeah, the Saturday before, yeah. yeah, and we played them in the league about two weeks before that as well, or three weeks before that. We played them at City Ground, and uh, we lost narrowly two one. Only our second defeat of the season, by the way. Because uh, uh, the first one, of course, was against Everton uh, when they ended our unbeaten record. Mm-hmm. So this game was quite a surprise, wasn't it? Because it just broke the mould of these very close matches between Liverpool and Forest. Yeah, no, they always had been close. Um, I say it was the first game I went unadulterated with my dad. I suppose it was in the Annie Road end instead of the Cop, which I usually used to go in with my dad, uh, with me, my, cousin, my elder cousin uh, Dennis. Um, Five years my senior, and we were allowed in the Annie Road. They were on the front row at the Annie Road. Uh, I suppose uh, if you were looking at the Annie Road from the cup, and it was to the left hand side of the goal on the front row. So I was on, rushed on on match of the day to see if I could spot myself in the telly, but failed miserably on that one. But didn't have pause or nothing on the live telly feeds <laughs> or nothing then. So, um, but no, it was. It was a great game. And like I said, they were very close and competitive games, those two beforehand. Um, and then, but the quality of the football and the the, the scoreline was huge. And you mentioned that uh, it was a nice clean game, wasn't it? There was very yeah. little. Dirty. No, it was. It was considering the dying and flying that we have now. It was. Uh, I don't remember a booking in the game. It might be wrong, like. Uh, but no, the quality, the level, and the quality of the game, and the cleanliness of the sportsmanship was a very high standard across the three games, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, there's certainly none of this 
diving and falling around and holding your leg and screaming out you were injured that you get in the modern Premier League days, unfortunately. So, uh, John, do you remember the first goal? Who scored the first goal in this game? Ray Houghton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was... Uh, and it was, he got a through ball what most unlikely source from Alan Hansen yeah Alan Hansen right. intercepted it and uh, dribbled through and put Ray Houghton in and great finish wasn't it a great finish past uh, Steve Sutton and uh, yeah 1-0 up playing great football and uh, we were hoping for uh, a victory but not to the extent that we we ended up with of course so we then got on to the second goal Lee uh, if if you remember this one, this was Aldo. Oh, it was. Um, I'm trying to think who set him up. Now I'm trying to my mem- going back through Beasley. my mem- Was it Beasley? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I remember he had this. He had this huge game. Him. He was amazing that night. And Beasley. Yeah. yeah. And, um, no, what a quality footballer he is or was. Still is, I suppose. But no, I always remember him being outstanding that night. Him and Barnes. Yeah. They were so. They were dancing around everybody. So yeah. light on the feet, like twinkle toes. <laughs> but the quality of the football that night was. was so this was the first season, wasn't it, that for for Beasley yeah, and yeah. for Barnes? And uh, I remember that Barnes went off like a house on fire. He got on that team like he'd been a Liverpool player all his life, wasn't it? But Beasley took a while to settle, didn't he, John? He did. Um, but when he did settle, my word, what a player! Yeah. His work rate, his energy, his finishing. Yeah. It was just outstanding. That front three were. You know, you talk about the uh, the red arrows as we had with Mane, Salah, and uh, Firmino. You go back to that that three of Barnes, Beardsley, and Aldridge were were outstanding at the time. Yeah, I mean Aldridge had the very unenviable task of replacing Ian Rush, didn't he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> How can you replace Ian Rush? But he he did he very did. well. He replaced him by scoring goals, which is yeah. what he did. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, so we've now we're two 0 up uh, in the first half. Um, do you remember just before our time? Basically, absolutely crashed one against the crossbar. Do you remember that one? Yeah. I nearly broke the goal. Yeah. Um, I suppose you could say it was the Darwin Nunes of the uh, of that era. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think, like we talked another podcast about the game in Istanbul. I, I found there's a parallel with this game because Liverpool completely dominates the first half. And Forrest were lucky to go to go only two 0 down. We we played really really well against them, but the second half, I thought Forrest came back into it and they held their own, didn't they, for about twenty minutes, twenty five mm-hmm. minutes, half an hour maybe, and they it didn't, didn't really look like scoring particularly, but um, but they they played well enough and it was a fairly even yeah. second half. Yeah, they had a bit more control, but they didn't do much with it. No, mm. I do remember Stevie Nichol made two or three fantastic uh, kind of late interceptions or mm. just nicked the ball. Feet as they were going through. Yeah, I think Nigel Clough and I've started to yes. pick her up in the in the second half and give Stevie Nichol a bit of bit of exercise for the evening. But yeah, no, Nigel Clough. I remember Nigel Clough playing well in the second half and um, Neil Webb. Yeah, again, um, <coughs> I remember him flying, leaving a foot here and there. But no, Neil Webb stepped up. I think but then he did. The quality uh, came through. Yeah, so um, they've got back into it, and then but then after an hour. Uh, I think it was a corner, wasn't it? Uh, back it was a corner because uh, Gary Gillespie went up and he, he caused a bit of a problem, and they went out for a corner, and he stayed up there, didn't he? And yeah, yeah. he sort of volleyed at home. 
Yeah. I, was, yeah. I remember Gillespie's celebration, so he sort of like pointed back down towards Brucey, didn't he? Yeah. And pushed, down the opposite end. Yeah, the air, yeah. So it's yeah. like, yeah, sort of silhouette pointed back. A at bit the of, almost like Jürgen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I always remember Gary's Gillespie's celebration with this one, yeah. He was a good player, wasn't he, Gillespie? Yeah. I think he was very underrated. Mm. We always used to have, when we used to go away, when we went to a uh, semi-final at the old main road, he got the nickname Giles Pie because the screen, the scoreboard had come up and it, mi- yeah. it had missed uh, a letter off. Yeah, so yeah. it looked like Giles Pie. <laughs> so, 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 so we always called him, instead of Gillespie, we always called him Giles Pie. Giles Pie. Yeah. I think he was a bit like a thoroughbred uh, racehorse in the fact that he, if you worked him too hard, he, he would break down, wouldn't he? And he, yeah. he was very injury prone, unfortunately. But, was a, but whenever he played, he never let us down. No, he, he didn't let you down. You're right. Yeah. So um, he scored the third, and uh, <laughs> I noticed after that that third goal went in, uh, Alan Hansen un- unbelievably started kick, kick, nice uh, a couple of kicks. Um, you know, came in behind him and flattened him a couple of times, and uh, most unlike Alan Hansen, I thought. But Something must have been said the semi-final. Maybe, yeah, yeah, could have been, couldn't yeah. It? Yeah. Um, so we go to the fourth goal now. The fourth goal is an absolutely <laughs> lovely goal. The best John, goal of the night. Johnny Barnes. Go on, do you talk us through? Well, that's Steve Shettle. Yeah. The fullback had been winding and saying, oh, Barnes isn't going to do this yeah, yeah. to me. Not. So this is before Johnny, the semi final. This is before the semi final. Yeah, yeah. And Johnny Barnes got the ball over by the Kemlin and he nutmegged him. Yeah. He sent the ball through his legs, <laughs> chinked him, and then uh, squared the ball back and basically just, I think it was the outside of his foot. He just caught it perfectly, right into the corner, far corner of the net in the cop. I think I think Barnes not only nutmeg Jackal, I think he swerved round another defender. Yeah, down yeah. so on, didn't he, by the byline yeah. there. Yeah. And then he pulled it back. He was it? unbelievable, John Barnes. Oh. He was, wasn't he? Oh, at, at his peak, what a player. What's your memories of John Barnes? Oh, I, I always remember his feet. I remember meeting him once in a, a sports shop. And um, I asked him, he was doing side autograph, and I asked him for five for all of me different mates. And give us you, he'd done it like, what? No, he's a nice guy, but his feet, I always remember how quick his feet were. Yeah. And he seemed so light, because he was a big unit, wasn't he? he was. Yeah. And, uh, but he seemed so quick and light on his feet. Yeah. He had this swerve, didn't he? And he did it in this match. There was an incident in the first half where he got the ball in his own half, uh, and he came, did a diagonal run mm. across and up the pitch. And he just swerved past the players like the, it was just fantastic. His yeah. balance. Yeah, I always remember the late Bobby Wilcox used to have a song about him. Johnny Barnes, Johnny Barnes goes that way, and four defenders goes that way. You know, <laughs> yeah. It, it, that that's what he was. He he, he could he could send the pit for for the echo. Yeah, and it was it was marvelous to watch. He was just a joy yeah. of a footballer. Yeah, that first season we played Derby County. In a midweek game, I think the game had been postponed from earlier in the season because of a cup tie or whatever. And uh, Derby were no mugs. They had Peter Shilton in goal, and they yeah. had a lot of England internationals playing. I think Mark Wright was playing for them at the time. And um, I, I had a guy with me, and he's his first time at Anfield. I said, "Just watch John Barnes. What a player!" And I can remember about seventy minutes into the game, he got tackled for the first time in the entire match. Literally, couldn't get, the, couldn't get the ball off him, and it took seventy minutes before they, they actually oh. tackled him for the first time in the game. We beat him four 0 and Barnes was an absolute just joy. He won play PFA Player of the Year that day, didn't he? Well, he did in his first season. Well he won it, didn't he? Could well have done. He certainly did win it. He, he, he yeah. certainly deserved it. Yeah, 
And uh, if you listen to the uh, the match, what what was interesting was when it was four 0 I, I remember the uh, I could hear the crowd singing. Uh, uh, hand it over, hand it over, hand it over, Everton. Because of course they're the league champions. Well, that's okay. For now, this is hard for a lot of people listening to this podcast to believe that Everton could possibly be league champions, but they were, weren't they? Yeah. Twice in the eighties, they 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 won the league title. That's right. United were runners up to us last season, weren't they? The gate, the season yeah. with the five 0 will United mm-hmm. runners up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Ferguson was at Man United, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Of yeah. course. Uh, and the other one that would tickle me was the Brucey, Brucey, what's the score? Because yeah. Brucey used to hold the fingers and yeah, know yeah. what the score was. And so, and then the fifth goal, um, this was uh, John Aldridge. Sliding, tapping. Yeah. Was... Tapping, wasn't it? It wasn't, yeah. wasn't uh, a, a fabulous goal from a point of view. It was, out, you know, wow, what a goal. It, it's just. Ping, 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 ping with the passes. And then Spatman bang. did a one-two with Beasley. For That's the right, yeah. And Nigel Spatman uh, didn't play an awful lot for us. For about two seasons, was it, maybe? We signed him from Chelsea and Whelan was injured in this game. And so Spatman did this, picked the ball, did a one-two with Beasley and then Alder, as you say, yeah. quite an easy tick finish for him. Yeah. That was, by the way, that was his 27th goal that season, wow. John Aldridge. Was it? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, someone that's come from Parks football and then yeah. rest up the, the yeah. leagues, you know, it's Newport County, Oxford, Liverpool. Where did he start before he was South looking? Liverpool? Correct, yeah, yeah South, South Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. yeah, the scene of your famous appearance on uh, It's oh, a Knockout Channel. Yeah, that, that's many years ago, isn't it? Yeah. And now let's go to the aftermatch because there was a special uh, guest watching this game. Do you remember, Lee? Yeah, no, it's uh, I did obviously didn't know at the time that he was there, but I, I was home in time enough to see match of the day. Yeah, um, and there's Tom Finney, wasn't he? Yeah, and uh, what's the description? The most best spectacle of football you've ever seen, or something along them lines, was it? Yeah, so, so it was better yeah. than Brazil. Yeah, and we were. Now, if anybody's opinion counts at Anfield, he's got to be Tom Finney, doesn't it? Because oh, yeah. Bill Shankly idolised Tom Finney, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brenton was the best player he ever saw on a football field. Mm. So if Tom Finney said we were, yeah. we were magnificent, then he has little, to believe A little it. story about Tom Finney. I, I met him once with Shanks outside the, the Olympic Stadium in Rome in 77. Wow. And we, we had a Liverpool flag with Liverpool on the Union, Union flag. He said, your flag's upside down. This has got Liverpool the right way up. He knew the flag was upside down, yeah. so he's very much... Uh, he must have been in the services, obviously. Yeah. So uh, he knew that the flag was upside down, but I didn't. I didn't have a clue. Just had a Liverpool on. <laughs> By the way, what, what was uh, Tom Finney's nickname, and it related to his job? He oh. was called the Preston Plumber. That's it, right, Preston okay. Plumber. So yeah. it's, it's hard to believe in the days of when players are on like you know hundred thousand pound a week or whatever it is, or fifty thousand pound a week. But Tom Finney actually, when he was playing uh, league football. And playing as an England, England international, he was working as a plumber in, wow. the, in like in the summer. And uh, I mean, you think about now. I mean, the story of Phil Neal walking across the park with his boots in his hands to play in the game, and then Cali used to get the bus yeah. from Toxteth to, to to Anfield. Yeah, yeah. And the story that the bus was full, and some of the speckies got off the bus. He's playing. Get him. Get him on the bus. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's a different world. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the full the background to the story about Phil Neal was, um, I think it was his debut, wasn't it, for Liverpool? Yeah. And we were playing in the Derby game at Goodison, 
and uh, he Bob Paisley told him he wanted to let, to let him know too early on that he was playing Kiss. He got nervous, so he told him about what was it, an hour and a half before the kickoff, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He said, "You're playing, son," and he said, "I've got my boots." <laughs> so what did he do? Went over to Anfield, yeah. picked them up, and walked across Stanley Park. So we heard we about the boot room. Yeah. At Anfield, and it literally was the room where the boots were kept. Yeah. And Phil Neal, as you say, walked across Stanley Park to the boot room, collected his boots, and as you say, in a brown paper brown bag. Brown paper bag, yeah. So the final score is 5 0. And um, it really was a, a sort of milepost victory that season. It was our biggest win that, that season. Um, but it also put a marker down that uh, a team that had given us a lot of trouble over the. Uh, that, particularly that season and particularly in the weeks prior to the match that we were able to uh, beat them fairly pretty well very comprehensively by five goals to and they were a decent side for us but we really showed the difference in the class that night and so much so that of course famously Sir Tom Finney himself who had been at the game appeared on match the day to tell us what a great performance he was another thing about that match was at the end of the season when the uh, VHS highlights of the season came out they, they actually ha- included the full match uh, against Forest in that um, highlight of the season listen guys it's been an absolute pleasure yet again to have your company and some fantastic uh, stories there so Lee thank you very much for uh, in, uh, for telling us about this match uh, and the fact it was your first big game that you did thank you also for no, sponsoring us no thank you very much for having me Um as our sponsor, uh, is there anything you would like uh, our listeners, our, our viewers, to look out for you? Um, well, my company is Brandt Homes. Uh, where we provide affordable housing and charis- for charitable trusts. And we are always looking to come into Liverpool. We are, we are a registered Liverpool business, uh, but we currently don't work in Liverpool. So we're looking to secure some land or opportunities within the Merseyside region. Yeah. And, you know, any help will help. And you're looking between about half an acre, is it? Yeah, half an acre plus. Half an acre is about... So, right, an acre is about the size of a football pitch. So, if if you can see what half a pitch or two pitches, anything around that that size could be good for Branson, but it has to have planning permission for... Preferably, yeah. Residential development. Preferably, yeah. Okay. Thank you also, John. Thank Uh, you very much. uh, Always a pleasure. Uh, we work, we work together and John tells all these stories uh, when we're working at Anfield and it's great to have them showing them with uh, the rest of the world as well. So thanks thanks again, John. You're very welcome. Thank you. Uh, thank you all for, for either watching this podcast or listening to it. This is Sweet Silver Song. Uh, we're telling the stories of our favourite football team, Liverpool Football Club. There's lots more to come as well. So do look out for our future podcasts. Uh, meanwhile... You'll never walk alone. And thank you for listening. Well, sadly, that's all we have time for today. But I would like to thank again our participants, John Green and Lee Burkett. And again, Lee, thank you for sponsoring this episode of Sweet Silver Song through your business, Brandstones. Um, we are uh, always looking for sponsors. So if you would like to um, help out and uh, maybe even participate, Uh, please do contact us through the website which is sweetsilversong.co.uk I'd also like to thank the Sandon for hosting us 
And I would recommend that you, if you're having a any kind of function, you consider using the sand. And they have a whole range of um, function suites, rooms for hire, and they even have bedrooms as well, so you can stay overnight. The sand is just a hundred yards from the cop, just along just along Oakfield Road. You can find more episodes of our podcasts on our website, sweetsilversong.co.uk. So, again, until next time, goodbye, and you'll never walk alone.